Why did this happen to me? Probably that's the most common question that you hear when tragedy strikes. Again and again, in unbelief, in shock, in self-pity, that people ask this question. In frustration, when a child runs away, in sorrow and grief, when a husband dies, whatever the situation may be, why did this happen to me? What did I do that this should happen to me? This question seems to occur again and again. Well, Paul takes a hard look at this question, and he answers it with a marvelous and wonderful answer for the believer. He answers it in words of comfort. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 1, beginning at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Now notice how he begins, then, this discussion. What is happening to the believer in Christ happens because of the direction and care and loving concern of a Father from whom all mercies come, all gracious, wonderful, loving gifts of kindness come. And so we ought to, first of all, understand that as God works things for his children, that he works all things together for their good, whether they see or understand this or not, and that all things in his providence are really mercies. But notice how he also calls him the God of all comfort. Now let me read on in this passage, 2 Corinthians 1, beginning at verse 4. The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers in our sufferings, so also you, so you are sharers in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we have the sentence of death within ourselves in order that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us, on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. So what is Paul saying here? Many things, but among them, these. One of the reasons why God sends affliction to his children is that they may also discover his comfort. If they had no need of his comfort, they would not seek it. If they had no need of his comfort, they would not understand it. And God is a tremendously great God of comfort who wants to comfort us in affliction. 
But he does not do it simply in order to demonstrate his comfort upon us. There are other factors involved too. He comforts us in our affliction so that we may know how to comfort others in their affliction, he says. Did you notice verse 4? The God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You see, until the word of God has been adequately applied to a person's life, until he really finds that comfort of the scriptures mentioned in Romans 15:4, and when you have time, jot down that reference, and when you have time, read that passage, Romans 15:4. Until a person understands the comfort of God given in his word, he really doesn't know how to minister that comfort to others. Of course, you can read about it in the scriptures, and that's good. But it's even better to have taken that very same scripture and applied it to your own life. Then you can bring with impact and personal, out of personal application of the scriptures to your own experience the kind of comfort that God has given to you to enable you to help another. So when you are afflicted and you have experienced the comfort of God, you'd better start looking now for others who are in trouble and start sharing that same comfort that God has given to you to others. Not others, not always will others come to you. And indeed, if you sit complaining, if you continue to ask why and refuse to accept God's answer, which he has given here, I'm afflicting you so that you can experience my comfort and know me more dearly and know me more closely as the God of all comfort. And I'm afflicting you so that you can experience that comfort in order to help many others who do not know me or who do not know of my comfort. If you're not willing to hear that answer, and you go around complaining, you will not experience that comfort and you will not be able to help others. There's one other thing you see. Not only is God concerned about drawing you closer to himself in comfort, and not only is he concerned about equipping you so that you can help and comfort others in affliction, but you notice also he tells us that in verse 9, the sentence of death within ourselves is in order that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. There Paul alludes to the great resurrection to come, and he says, even when we're in sickness and nearly half dead in that sickness, or almost as good as dead in our own estimation, or in some other affliction, and we find ourselves despairing of life itself, God can deliver us from that terrible trial. And it's just like raising a man out of death. And we know God is a God who does that. And so he wants us to trust in him. And he often sends comfort not only to draw us closer to him so that we can experience him as the God of all comfort and mercies, not only to equip us for a ministry to others who are in sorrow and affliction that we might point them to the comfort of God in the word of God, but also that our faith might grow, that we might learn how better to trust in God instead of trusting in ourselves. When we despair of ourselves and our own ability, when we despair of the ability of doctors or other persons to help us in a given situation, when we realize that human uh, ingenuity and human wisdom has run its course and gone to the end and yet is unable to help us, there is no other place to turn but to God. We should have turned to him at the beginning, but at least now we can turn to him.
And so we learn to trust in him in a new and deeper and richer way. So you need comfort today. So you're in affliction of some sort, persecution, trial, heartache, sorrow, sickness, pain, whatever it may be. It doesn't really matter. If you can look through all of that and see God, if the tears that trickle from your eyes become magnifying glasses in which he grows larger as you see him on the other side of the tears, if this comfort which he alone can supply is yours, then you can see the purpose and the meaning of it all and rejoice. Lord, help us to do just that. Help us to trust more than ever before. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.